0: Today, Rinpoche concluded the teaching on Lama Tsongkhapa's Great Treatise on the Stages of the Path to Enlightenment. Rinpoche once again showed us that, unless one practices the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, he or she will not be able to realize the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity. And if one doesn't practice the teachings for beings of medium capacity, he or she cannot realize the teachings for beings of great capacity. All of these serve as a foundation for all of our eventual enlightenment.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: So, welcome everyone, once uh, to the Chenrezig Tibetan Buddha Center. Once again, we're looking at the final section of Lama Tsongkhapa's Great Treatise on the Stage of the Path to Enlightenment. Um, And the contents of this text are all of the pronouncements that Lord Buddha ever made in a summarized fashion? Uh, so, if one wanted to understand how all of Lord Buddha's teachings could be summarized and put into an order of, that one could apply to a practice, uh, one would look towards this text and other texts like it um, that are within a category called the, the stages of the path to enlightenment, the Lamrim. Uh, so what the Lam Rim does is divides all of the teachings, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha and the authentic Indian commentaries into three categories. Those three categories are called the teachings for beings of three capacities, and they are as follows. The first category of teaching... It's called the teaching shared in common with beings of small capacity. And this category of teachings is for a practitioner who wishes to achieve higher realm rebirths in their future uh, lives, in their future life, a higher realm rebirth in their future life. Um, So this practitioner engages in going for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha. Uh, engages in ethical behavior that abandons the ten non-virtuous activities, um, acknowledges any mistakes or downfalls that he or she has made, and in dependence upon these practices of going for refuge in ethical behavior, um, one is able to achieve a higher realm rebirth according to the summary of all of Lord Buddha's teachings. Uh, So these are the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, and they lead to the higher realms of rebirth. The next category of teachings is for beings who wish to achieve complete nirvana, an individual liberation, which is freedom from cyclic existence altogether. That practitioner engages in the three highest higher trainings, the highest higher training in ethics, concentration, and wisdom. And in dependence upon those three, coupled with the prior teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, one is able to achieve nirvana, or their individual liberation. um, So even though that practitioner is no longer in cyclic existence or no longer has cyclic existence, more technically, um, he or she still has imprints of the delusions that they previously had. And those imprints are called the obstructions to knowing, literally, but we call them the obstructions to omniscience. So in order to become a Buddha, one needs to remove those. So those are removed by... Practicing all of the things mentioned, the teachings shared in common with beings of small and medium capacity, and then coupling those with the generation of Bodhicitta, and then with that mind that aspires to enlightenment, with that Bodhicitta, then engaging in the Six Perfections practice. So, independence upon all of those practices mentioned, uh, the practitioner is able to achieve Buddhahood. So, this is how Lord Buddha's teachings are divided into three categories, Um, the medium scope would be compared to the Hinayana teachings uh, and the great scope would be compared to the Mahayana teachings. The Mahayana teachings divide into two, the Sutra teachings and the Tantra teachings or the Perfection of Wisdom teachings or the Perfection Vehicle, perfection vehicle teachings or the, the Tantric Vehicle teachings, which are also called the Resultant Vehicle, Diksong.
1: もう just don't ila shaba ila ila majaba zula subah sama bon go chama Shiraji tana Memeba ba ila majaba gonje ila shaba me batao mai te dushe me ba 主要ымby Papa, look, 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 地寒农进去的人 They <many> Tonya, so the え、Gombaché le de temba 我 <主持人 Gee Stupid drawing>. <products Wheels GRANT> <MEZ>
0: <laughs> okay, okay. okay to chat okay so uh, again we're on page 348 how would it contradict many scriptures how would it contradict many scriptures it would contradict such statements as this from the Kashapa chapter uh, Sutra the rimbache uh, the kashapa the Sanjay the Mambo. Okay, so here, just as an aside, the Kashapa Chapter Sutra. Uh, Kashapa was the Buddha before Shakyamuni. Um, so this is um, Shakyamuni relating back to the prior Buddha. Um, so uh, if we look at the order of the thousand Buddhas. Um, that come in this eon um, Kashapa is the Buddha before Shakyamuni um, so how would it contradict many scriptures it would contradict such statements as this from the Kashapa chapter Sutra Kashapa what is correct analytical discrimination of phenomena in the middle way Kashapa where there is uh, where there is analytical discrimination of the non-existence of a self and analytical discrimination of the non-existence of a sentient being a living being a nourished being a creature a person a human being a human kashapa this is called the correct analytical discrimination of phenomena on the middle way so we'd have to look back at the historical so on this right here because there could have been someone named kashapa that. It, but it also could be you know how the heart sutra um, has Shakyamuni takes over the minds of shariputra and chen rezig um, it might be um, something like that um, or it is uh, um could be referring to the previous Buddha, it could be referring to the um, a, what's called a text that's been blessed, um, or it could be just referring to someone who's named that. Um, so we'd have to look at historicals to know for sure. But the prior Buddha... Uh, yes, but the prior Buddha to Shakyamuni was Kashapa, just as a historical significance. So sometimes in the sutras, you find references to the prior sutras of that time but there is a a disciple named that um, as well. Kamala Shila's first stages of meditation says, the formula for entering the non-conceptual says, you get rid of the signs of form and uh, and such by not applying the mind. What about this? Again, the intended meaning is that when using wisdom to investigate, you do not apply your mind to that which is unobservable. It is not that you strictly have no mental activity, in the mental absorption of non-discrimination, you do not simply eliminate mental activity, but this does not get rid of the beginningless attachments to things such as form. This is also clear in the Master's commentary on that formula. In brief, in the Mahayana, there is no view other than the two kinds of view explained extensively in the texts of the noble Nagarjuna and the noble Asanga. It is evident that the excellent scholars in adepts of India and Tibet definitely rely on one or... one or the other of the two views as explained by those two masters. So there is no doubt that you must seek the view of one or other of these two masters as presented by their respective texts. I previously explained the procedure for seeking the view based on the texts of the noble father and his spiritual son, Nagarjuna and Aryadeva. So just as a quick aside, um, Nagarjuna, Aryadeva, Chandrakirti, um, um, all of them fall under the category of the middle way the scholars, um, we know there's the middle way autonomy and middle way consequence, the consequence being the highest. Um, you have a group of scholars that for all fit into that category, and they would fit under the heading of, of Nagarjuna, um, and and so forth. Uh, sangha, usually when you see that, they're referring to the mind-only school teaching. So when you look at uh, what are the Mahayana teachings? We see, we would say, uh, those presented by Asanga and Nagarjuna. Asanga himself was a view holder of the highest view of, of the Middle Way Consequence School, but wrote more stuff about the mind-only school and so forth. So um, that's where you find the bulk of the, um, the turning of the wheel of the mind-only school in Asanga's text ne de seudu de papa de desco Ne de papa tome con dawa the uma uma tenjor Yené ne con becha mambo sensampa de con trison de sunsang de papa tome dang lodru lodru uma papa tome de sampa mo de data imba. ne con becha um dawa yure Sunsang Latsu the kon tenjorpa kon So I was just explaining what I said that China Asanga was the holder of the view the highest view but wrote more books um, about uh, the mind only school and is attributed to being the holder of that but the great scholars say there is one text that he wrote about the Middle Way Consequence School, that's 100% clear, so it shows that he did hold that view, but wrote mainly um, to a lower scope for the disciples' needs, so saw that there was a need for a lower view of emptiness to be taught, um, um, so wrote more about that, even though he was not a holder of the highest view. According to the noble Asanga, objects and subjects are, in reality, completely devoid of being different substantial entities, yet appear as different substantial entities to childish beings. Such appearances are the imaginary objects which childish beings conceive to truly exist just as they appear. Because the mind-only school believes that all objects are a manifestation of our mind. So our projection of the mind are there and are real, but are just real because we've made them with our mind. Um, So that's what they're saying. Uh, So they're showing what a sangha's view is, uh, and that's the mind-only view that they're presenting here. Um, Through scripture and reasoning, you find a firm ascertainment of the perfectly real the non-duality which is the total negation of the imaginary in relation to the contingent it is then necessary to perform both stabilizing meditation on that view and meditation that analyzes it with discrimination even with such an understanding of the view, if during meditation you merely enter a non-conceptual state and do not stabilize your mind on that view, then this does not constitute meditation on emptiness you should look at Ratna Ratna Karasanti's instructions for the perfection of wisdom as the clearest on the systems methods for determining the view its methods for separately sustaining serenity and insight with regard to what you have determined and its methods for entering the union of serenity and insight. It is wonderful to know the system well and to meditate in accordance with what is found in its scriptures. Each Mahayana scripture from summaries to the most extensive texts gives a great many teachings on the profound meaning but also leaves many things out. So you must draw points that are not taught in certain texts from other texts that do not teach them and you must draw points that are not taught extensively in certain texts from other texts where they are taught extensively you should understand that this is true for the category of the vast bodhisattva deeds as well, a partial path which partial path in which either the profound or the vast is missing cannot be considered complete. This is why it is often said that you must be skilled in all vehicles in order to be a guru who's fully qualified uh, to teach the path. Deek
1: so much the Neba de i i چے नेबत 能把, Hadung Shenet กโซ 阿ジェ内傑科祖<咳> 더라 <wary> <Day-nightnight> rundu va tabe na do to la Daniela i to i i to je batan ay ida putu bo तदा Tenez d'un bas, on Sumba 노텔로 ジュビル<笑> 我们冲出来了 全世界, 全世界, 으베나 La méprise, la 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 inde then Zon シナ L'homme go rijin chabadan yunanam yunana Yunna Ne tunze, chonze, Tella Hasheba ये Jauh na, ti itu ni, kan sih seni lah seni telah jadi gombi si gombai seni dah tentu jual lah, jual. Iye. Niat sampai ngasih
0: suguh cik nyamtu syasa. Kau ni seni niat sampai cerah deh damasah, deh deh The Ja, 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 Ja,
1: Ja, 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 Jom ziarah juga menu 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 di tawar tawalah, n eh tawalah lokam Member you're too, 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 too, you are you are too 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 deme gaja gaja ba tanda Chaba the first thing I've done is I've been able to get I've been able to get the I've been able to get i nabad अब tabi Peter döde damo garak dam damago पूछूं 認證順道或事實上, 嘉, Joa, and hundred hundred last will 去没, 那时有多人过去 후후 ela anse <laughs> manoa <laughs> 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 Ah uh, shaba je la ta gonna te Jesus Juma just real. is when is Islamson
0: Kap day Saturday This Saturday um, so maybe Remiche the Lamson Kap du chen za Pembala uh I don't know gandenga this Pembala then Chiran Salo Garyube, Chic Shina the the Natsu the Chik Yimba dra tearing the Natsu the Leu Tama Lego, then Chik Shina Shena Gandan the Natsu Hongang, the Lamatsung Kapi Duchen Natsu the Tama, chishina Shina Dendel Yabijun, Chiran Salo Garyube. Uh Chi Shina Zapemba Konsudutsumena Zanima uh, so we'll, um, we'll talk about just um, how we want to do it. But Rimbache is going to the last chapter, um, which is the um, dedication section. Uh, it's called the conclu- summary and conclusion. Uh, we'll do in relation to Kappa day. So we'll either sun- Saturday, if we're doing something, no pressure, we'll just have to decide. We'll do it then. Um, if not, Sunday, we'll just do our normal class and, and finish then. Uh, so we'll just, Rimbache just said that that's what we'll do. So we'll just have to decide how we want to relate it to Lama Kappa Day. Because it is auspicious that after all of this time and decade, you know, we finish on Lama Kappa Day. So um, we'll talk about it. There's no need. Um, so I need to do some reading now out loud. Uh, where did I leave off? I'm beginning, sorry. Beginning of the- no, I, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uniting serenity and insight. A summary of, the key, uh, um, summary of the key points for sustaining insight and serenity. As I have explained, when you have found the view of what has definitive meaning, you will, have determining, you will have determined that the self and that which belongs to the self do not intrinsically exist in the basis in relation to which the conceptions of I and mine arise. <coughs> that's what non-duality means. So when we talk about what is non-duality, that's what non-duality is talking about here. Um, and and when, when an emptiness occurs, subject and object become, uh, don't appear separate because the only thing that's being ascertained is emptiness at that point. So even though there is a, at, at a very uh, coarse level there's still conventionally separate entities there, the observer and that which is being observed no longer becomes the relationship. The relationship is the observer observing the lack of self itself. Um, So then that becomes the object of observation, the selflessness, and the dualistic appearances of subject and object disappear because it only becomes the emptiness of. Um, So... So the dualism, it says here, As I have explained, when you have found the view which has definitive meaning, you will have determined that the self and that which belongs to the self do not intrinsically exist in the basis and in relation to which the conceptions of I and mine arise. And just as when you initially made this determination, you continue to use extensive analysis with discriminating wisdom to bring the force of certainty to to bear upon that conclusion. You alternate between... Stabilizing meditation, which stays with that conclusion without scattering, and analysis with discriminating wisdom. At that time, if stability decreases due to the excessive analytical meditation, do more stabilizing meditation and restore stability. As stability increases under the influence of extensive stabilizing meditation, if you lose interest in analysis and thus fail to analyze, then your ascertainment of reality will not be firm and powerful. In the absence of a firm and powerful ascertainment of reality, you do not even. You will not do even the slightest damage to the counter-prevailing superimpositions which conceive of the existence of the two selves. Therefore, cultivate a balance of serenity and insight by doing extensive analytical meditation. Kamala Shila's third stages of meditation says... When, through cultivating insight, wisdom becomes extremely strong, serenity decreases. Therefore, like a flame placed in the wind, the mind wavers so that it does not see reality very clearly. For that reason, you should then cultivate serenity. Also, when serenity becomes very strong, you will not see reality very clearly, like a person who is asleep. Therefore, you should then cultivate wisdom. Understand that the way to prepare for a session, the way to conclude a session, and the way to conduct yourself between sessions are just as I explained them in the section on the Persons of Small Capacity in the section on serenity. I explained how to identify laxity and excitement and how to use mindfulness and vigilance to eliminate them and how to relax your efforts after you have attained an equanimity which operates naturally without being unbalanced by laxity and excitement. Realize that all of this is the same when meditating on selflessness. Ratnakarasanti's Instructions for the Perfection of Wisdom says that sustaining serenity with respect to the object of meditation produces pliancy and that the analytical meditation of insight into the object also produces pliancy. After you have established these two separately, you then unite them. According to this text, it is not required that you do analysis and stabilization within one continuous session. Hence, Ratner-Carasanti explains that it is acceptable to do them in separate sessions. Here, the important point is that by eradicating the cognitive process in which ignorance reifies things, you produce a powerful certainty about emptiness, the absence of intrinsic existence, the opposite of this reification, and that you must then meditate on emptiness. If you fail to refute the conceptions of self and cognitive process of ignorance, you put emptiness off to one corner, then your meditation will do nothing to hinder the two conceptions of self. Earlier teachers often said it's like sending an effigy to the western door to ward off a demon at the eastern door. It is evident that this is quite true. The things that I have said here are only a rough explanation. To understand the fine points of what is adventitious and disadvantageous, when meditating, you must rely on wise teachers. You have to use your own meditative experience. Therefore, I will not elaborate. Regarding these meditations, I have taken the earlier instructions on the stage of the path as a foundation and enlarged upon them. One of these early instructions, Batawa's little digestive instruction says, Some say that you determine the absence of intrinsic existence, using reason during studying reflection, but meditate strictly without conceptual thought at the time of meditation. If this were so, this would be an emptiness disconnected from the study and reflection, and because of being meditated upon in a separate way, it would not be a remedy. Therefore, even at the time of meditation, analytically discriminate by using whatever you are accustomed to, such as the lack of being single single or plural or dependent arising. And then Stabilize your mind without even the slightest discursive thought. If you meditate in that way, it will remedy the afflictions. For those who wish to develop the soul deity, Atisha, and for those who wish to practice the system of the perfections, this is the way to cultivate wisdom. By first becoming accustomed to the selflessness of person, you can then proceed in this way. Also, Atisha, in the introduction of the two truths, uh, said, Who understood emptiness? Chandrakirti, the disciple of Jagarjuna, who was prophesized by the Tathagata and who saw the true reality? One will learn the true reality from instructions which derive from him. So, Shakyamuni Buddha prophesied that Nagarjuna would come uh, and turn the wheel of Dharma in relation to the correct view of emptiness. Both Nagarjuna and Chandrakirti are holders of the middle way consequence school view. Um, uh, so this is the lineage that is passed down of the ultimate view. That's why it says the true reality, true reality, because although there are other masters who have passed down instructions on emptiness, the only ultimately true instruction is that of the Middle Way Consequence School, because it is free from error. This teaching is like what Atisha says in the Madhyamaka Madhyamika Instructions. He says that you alternate between analytical meditation and meditation which stabilizes on the conclusions of such analysis. There is no difference between this and the system of Master Kamala Shila. As explained before, the intended meanings of Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way, Bhava Vega's Heart of the Middle Way, and the writers of Master Shantideva are also the same. So just as a note, you'll find... All those masters' names, but until you study the view of emptiness, uh, you wouldn't realize that Shila doesn't hold the, the Prasangika view or teach the Prasangika view. Um, Chandrakirti does. Baba Vega is a holder of the autonomy school view of the middle way, uh, doesn't hold the Prasangika view. Um, and Shantideva is a holder of the Prasangika view. Um, so, all of these teachers subtly hold different views and assert different things about emptiness in their texts. So, when they're just, you know, like, like naming off teachers, there's a whole bunch of meaning intended within that. Um, and point uh, to point why they're naming those specific teachers, because they hold diversity of view, um, Shantideva are also the same. This is also explained many times in the teachings of Matreya and in the text of the Noble Asanga, and it is clearly explained in the instructions for the perfection of wisdom by the scholar Ratnakarasanti, who considers Asanga's system to be accurate. Therefore, it is evident that the texts and instructions deriving from Nagarjuna and Asanga agree about the way to sustain insight. Um, the measure of achieving insight through meditation. When you meditate using discriminating wisdom to analyze in this way, you have an approximation of insight until you develop such a pliancy as I have explained above. Once you develop pliancy, it is genuine insight. So the reason all of this is so important is if you're off on your own doing meditation and you don't have any guidelines, you won't know if you are truly having a realization. You won't know if you're experiencing something that's considered dullness. You won't know if you're experiencing something that's considered excitement. And all of those things can mask as realizations. So they can feel at times like you have achieved certain goals within practice. So this is like a mirror that you can actually look in and say, have I truly had these things happen? Because when this happens, this happens. And when that happens, this happens. So have these things happened to me? Is my meditation concordant with what the masters say true meditation is? And a lot of times people's uh, egos don't allow them to look into the real instructions because they don't want to find out they didn't realize something. They don't want to realize they haven't had the level of understanding that they think they have. So it's much more comfortable to just abide in breathing exercises that actually make you feel very good, but don't get at the root of what the problem is. So just because something feels good or gives you a sense of bliss while you're doing that meditation, it doesn't mean that you're aiming at the target that will get rid of suffering altogether. And that's why identifying the object of negation is the point that's made over and over in this text, because you have to identify what you're negating. Are you negating existence? No. Are you negating conventional existence? No. Are you negating that that thing is appearing in a correct way conventionally? No. Every conventional ascertainment you have when you when you your eye consciousness sees something conventionally there's a mistaken view that's happening every time you do that you you are mistaken in regards to the object of observation in reality not mistaken in terms of valid cognition but mistaken in terms of the ultimate nature of that because the eye consciousness perceives things incorrectly every time, because it takes the mental consciousness to ascertain the ultimate. So when we're seeing things, the first moment we ascertain a sound or everything, inherent existence is built into that. So that's why we have to take it to this next step, um, to understand what we're negating about that experience. We're not negating that that experience is happening, we're negating that the way that that object is being experienced is, is incorrect. Why is it incorrect? Because one is perceiving it as having no relationship to the experiencer other than being seen by him or her. But the experiencer is actually making it possible for that car to be named as car. It doesn't become car for the experiencer until it, that collection of parts is then put together conventionally and then named car. But the conventional consciousness doesn't understand that process going on, it's just doing it. The ultimate consciousness is trying to understand, ultimately you're trying to understand what it's doing when that perception happens. So that's what the, the nature of reality is about. It's what's happening when you perceive an object. You're perceiving an object that's sitting there, but what's really happening? Your eye consciousness sees something there, then your, uh, your mental consciousness says, those collection of parts put together serve a suitable basis to be called this, and then you name it. But at that point, you still miss that whole process that just took place. You just do it, but you miss that you just did that. You just put all these parts together and named it. So it's slowing the process down and saying, what did I just do how is that a car? And then you slow that process down, and you say, "There is no carness really there. There's just parts that, when I put them together, that are suitable to be named car." So, anyway, that's that's how you start to back it all out. Um, so, and one other thing I want to say before I keep reading, it's interesting about translation. Go back to the Kashapa. You can read this where it says Kashapa. Question to Kashapa. What is correct analytical discrimination of phenomena in the middle way? Kashapa responds like it would, it, it's not necessarily a comma. Then Kashapa says, where there is analytical discrimination of non existence of self and analytical discrimination of non existence of a sentient being, a living being, a nourished being, a creature, da 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 da. Kashapa says, this is called, or it could read, Kashapa, this is as if someone's speaking to kashapa. It all depends on how the commas are placed and how the translator translated it. Because it, it, be, it looks to me like kashapa's asked a question, and then they're identifying that kashapa says this, then kashapa says that. Um, so it's interesting when you look at that, how it can be interpreted. Is someone asking kashapa a question? Are both people kashapa? Are there two kashapas there? So um, it reads like there are, it reads like there's two kashapas. Um, so, anyway, that's why translation can change the meaning with a comma, or without a semicolon, or without a whatever that thing you would put if you were saying, kashapa said. Um, so, anyway. Uh, where was I uh, when you met? It? D? Pliancy. pliancy pliancy is also induced by a previously... is also induced by a previously attained and continuing serenity. So, insight is not simply a matter of having pliancy. What is it? Insight is when the power of analytical meditation itself is able to induce pliancy. In this regard, insight observing the diversity and insight observing the real nature are alike. Thus, the sutra unraveling the intended meaning says, Bhagavan, when bodhisattvas who have not attained mental and physical pliancy attend eternally to an object of concentration, which is an image based on how they have understood those conventional phenomena in deep reflection, what is that attention called? Matreya, it is not insight. You can say that they have a conviction that is an approximation of insight. And also, Ratnakara Santi's instructions for the perfection of wisdom says, Thus, the attainment of insight lies in the attainment of physical and mental pliancy. As you have a strong interest in the object of internal concentration, which is an image based upon the same object as you have reflected upon it, you will carry out analytical discrimination. Until you develop physical and mental pliancy, this attention is an approximation of insight. When pliancy does develop, the attention is insight. This means that in meditation on the diversity of conventional phenomena, serenity, insight, and the way they are united are compatible to what is done in meditation on the real nature. When analysis itself can induce pliancy, it can also induce a one-pointed focus. Therefore, the advantage of having already attained serenity is that the analytical meditation of discrimination can itself induce this one-pointed focus. So for those who have have well-established serenity, even analytical meditation helps serenity. Thus, do not think if I carry out the analytical meditation of discrimination, my stability will diminish. Your meditation will constitute an insight that combines stabilizing meditation and analytical me- meditation on the real nature only when you meet the standard of having found an authentic accurate understanding of the philosophical view of either of the two selflessnesses and having focused and meditated upon this this is what distinguishes genuine insight and it cannot be distinguished by any other means what kinds of things do you not distinguish do not distinguish it meditation on an object may stop the coarse perception of the dualistic appearance of object and subject leaving your mind like a stainless sky your mind may be endowed with qualities of knowledge clarity and limpidity like a flame undisturbed by the wind the mind may remain steady for a long time external and internal objects may appear to your mind like rainbows or wispy smoke and may continue to appear that way for a long time when you focus your attention on any object that appears before the mental consciousness it may not be able to stand even the slightest attention and then your serenity is restored at first coarse external objects such as forms uh, su- uh, at first coarse external objects such at forms and sounds do appear but as you grow accustomed to this meditative state, eventually it seems that the understandings and appearances of sort, which you formerly possessed, have been expelled. So this is where dualistic appearances are are, being, are disappearing. Like, that's what it's talking about. The dualistic appearances are disappearing, but you're not just trying to go into space and dis- everything disappears. You're now focused on emptiness. Um When you focus your mind on them, they disappear without bearing the slightest attention. Such experiences occur, but cannot be considered cases of finding the view which knows the reality beyond the two extremes. Nor can these hazy, indistinct appearances be all that is considered as illusion-like in the Madhyamaka sense. This is because many such things appear when you sustain stability for a long time, even when your mind is not directed toward the the view." As I have explained before, the sense of illusion-like requires that an appearance be based on two factors. The certainty of a reasoning consciousness that has concluded that phenomena lack essence and conventional valid cognition's undeniable establishment of appearances. Um, So, so many things can occur during meditation that appear to be some sort of realization, and they, they aren't. So it requires one to, to know what is a realization and what isn't in order to decipher what has happened. And these things happen. these wisp, Your mind like rainbows or wispy smoke and may appear that way for a long time. Imagine to a beginner practitioner if that happens, what you think has happened. And that happens. I'm telling you, this right here happens. If you sit for a long time with Quiet Enough and you try and sustain meditation, you'll start to have the smoky rainbow things happen. And if you don't know what's happening, you could think something like just occurred. And all it is is just what would happen to anybody that sat for that long and thought about something that long. Um, So it's just very dangerous to not have, A, a text to look at as a mirror, and B, a teacher to say, am I interpreting this text that I'm using as a mirror right? Because that's the next part. You could read the book and misinterpret it. So spiritual monopoly is very serious and make sure that you're not just playing around with it because you're talking about what throws you into your next life. That's what we're doing right now. We're determining what is going to throw us into our next life and the one after that. And when you play around with new agey, well, maybe this is right, maybe that's right, you're, you're really wasting time. Uh, we have 6,000 years, if you go to Hinduism, and, and about karma and... And, and reincarnation and facts. Uh, so there's no need to look any further than authoritative sources because we have them. We have the Upanishads. We have the Vedic texts, and then we have the Shakyamuni's texts, and then we have all of these accurate texts that have been re- that have been taught. So you can pick which one makes sense. So these new things that are like 25 years old, we really haven't sted, stood any test of time whatsoever. So it's great that we have legitimate sources like this that we can check ourselves with. Um, And that's what they're for. They're for nothing else but to check ourselves in our meditation. Um, uh, Things such as forms may appear to your mind under a sheer and diaphanous aspect. You can see like the heavy scholars got in to translate the third section like they got the heavy hitters in because you see they know words like that. Uh, Diaphanous aspect. Like a rainbow, this is simply the combination of the absence of any tangible object and a glimmering appearance which occurs despite the absence of anything tangible. Thus, since this sort of ascertainment lacks even the slightest certainty about the absence of intrinsic existence, it is not right to consider this an illusion-like appearance because to do so is to call the tangible intrinsic existence treating two objects of negation, intrinsic existence and the tangible, as though they are the same. Otherwise, if you did claim that The Madhyamaka sense of illusion and falsity is something of this sort, then, when a rainbow and wispy spoke are taken as the substrata, the idea that they Uh, The idea that they intrinsically exist would never occur because according to your approach, the very ascertainment of the substrata would be an ascertainment that they appear but lack intrinsic existence. Also, when the tangible is itself taken as a substratum, this approach would not lead to the ascertainment that the tangible lacks intrinsic existence because according to your approach, the ascertainment of the substratum is a conception of intrinsic existence. Therefore, when form and such appear in that way, this is not what it means to appear like a, an illusion, because there is not even the slightest reification of the object, of the of the misconception which thinks that this sheer and diaphanous appearance is the mode of being. So that's what the I-consciousness uh, thinks is going on when it perceives a form. It thinks that that's the mode of being. Um, uh, so, um, or... Uh, because there is not even the slightest refutation of the object of the misconception which thinks that this sheer and diaphanous appearance is the mode of being or ontological status of those objects. As I explained, illusion-like appearance refers to what appears to someone who has previously found and who has not forgotten the authentic view. Um, The stages of the path tradition deriving from Geshe Gombawa describes how to generate the understanding of emptiness as follows. First you meditate on the selflessness of the person. You then meditate on the meaning of the selflessness of objects bringing mindfulness and vigilance to bear. In a long session, failure to use mindfulness will cause you to fluctuate between laxity and excitement (coughs) and thus there will be little benefit. Therefore, doing four sessions in each of the four periods, morning, evening, dusk and dawn, you meditate in 16 sessions per day. So here you find everyone wants to know what the four sessions are when you look at the um, text called The Source of All My Good The foundation is of All Good Qualities the question that happens every class is what are the four sessions whenever you get you hear that text taught that's the one question everyone wants to know here's the answer morning, evening, dusk and dawn you meditate in 16 sessions per day. When you think that the object is becoming clear or that you have are having some experience, you should stop. When you meditate in this way and then supposing that you have not been meditating long, check the time and see that the the night or day have been uh, foreshortened. This means that the mind has linked to its object. If you check the time supposing that you have been meditating a very long time and see that no time has passed, this means that your mind is not linked to its object. When the mind is linked to its object, afflictions diminish in your mind and you wonder whether you will ever need to sleep again. Um, When you are successful in each session of the day and night, your concentration will develop four characteristics. Non-discursive, even when you are in equipoise, you will not feel the movement of inhalation and exhalation, and your breath... Uh, and thought will become very subtle. Brightness, it will be just like the brightness of the sky at noontime in autumn. Limpidity, it will be like the clarity you see when you pour water into a clear metal cup and put it in the sun. And subtlety, watching from within the condition that has the three former characteristics, you see what happens to a fraction of a split hair tip. This approximates the creation of a non-conceptual wisdom as compared to actual non-conceptual wisdom. Its nature is conceptual. It is therefore said to be mistaken. This explains what is stated in Matreya separating the middle from the Extremes. The approximation is mistaken. According to what is said in the separation of the middle from extremes, even the most suspicious meditation on emptiness by an ordinary being is an approximation and must be considered mistaken. When you meditate on the meaning of the accurate view as explained above, then even though the other characteristics have not arisen, this is meditation on the meaning of selflessness. If you do not meditate on the meaning of the view accurately determined, then even the four characteristics arise. It cannot be considered meditation on the definitive meaning. Therefore, whether something is a meditation on the meaning of the real nature is determined as I have explained above. The way that things appear as illusions after meditation on the real nature should be understood in accordance with what I have explained. Sumba.
1: Sumba <laughs> 梁崛自疆大流亚 Chibi हा दोन जेबर छुजिन न्याबर Juba दो जोबा जोबा ता कहां की कहां के ना सों दो जे जो भी लंजशना लंजर सेना 兔子,天天, Jesus, Juba, Telatene, Happy, Shiro, Chunaber, Juba, Tumba, Tumba, Tina, Shine sheda Satun Soto, sheda goba yaba 这次我来说 라다지 Neba ne, me, me, 유메제바마시베 C'est bon 他在與她相處的歷程已經 pašene shen chabalat tamata यादा 이天保郎 नजते no, the Dada, 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 Madrid's
0: the
1: Dane Lam then the Ramchit. Luma the a prologue, I, think. It's a prologue, I think endi de de soje başoğlu
0: de kabiyare
1: la la re taliyor la re balan re
0: yine de de de
1: dani lam de ananashi he no anda do debe başade
0: de lam kemo
1: tamam hacı sağ ol da ja da ja
0: che da na da the concert the tamma the the ganden acha the yabu de denjo yabu
1: okay
0: the shining tearing sargangin karma juju le son chura don lenja
1: i chu juno che
0: to finish it
1: toma hanja towa chenya da be chu da then at the white, I do know. I
0: do do don't know. I not I I not I not yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Remiche wants to conclude it
1: today. Then Gandhi le la you in eh? Rangi 슈바신 non yene jodo tana se bad na dala dala han joba domba chuge la chuge la de de <muches> <muches şº British> सातों dengan hajana uma uma Borough南, Doa then May 되내제 Depois Tentu cebe çuğunla geliyor Tomowa na la jabe jabe godo dömezava sangala joba sade sangala jode landon chejele chechedo nyodo suni Duba, chebi sero kala joda na landon le landon le Gadula so Dans ces temps, dans Bombe um, magaba Il y a des そう Domajambhi, Longje do be, do be, the Chez Gossos, chez Okay. <burning mentality> God, <sk direct noise> okay, then the the, 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 the Gemma tree. Gang is in the the a what of <laughs> the
0: Rimchi Desko, the NGK Kanga logo, then they Gemma, Natsu the, jama, the Becha Triro Nang, the Gangan Senna Hua, Donda Mambo Yure, then they Natsu Jupo Kaba Jupo Drogudu, Natsu the Rinchen Chenwa, the Gutsogore, Yene, the Natsu the Teletsapo Yomare, the Hua, the Mambo Yure, the, 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 the Leyu Tama. Okay, so we're going to read the summary and conclusion. I feel very strongly that we Rimichi is just starting to like quickly explain the. The the dedication also, and I'm saying I still have to read this whole concluding, it's 11 o'clock, and there's so much good information in the dedication that maybe we can use that as a separate class and go through it, um, because it's a couple of pages still of time to go through. So I'm going to read this, and then we'll see where we get to.
1: Uh,
0: huh? Uh, I will see. Let me just get through to reading this.
1: I'm um, huh. uh,
0: then <I'll> so, they the
1: late, they the there they, is you ni, up a kind of summer. Loma not do all, none of Jayomba dajus. Say, Jan not do, Saji, you could move to Doesn't do what? Yeah. None of Jayomba dajus. The mass of his Tembe <mayarks> <mocked> Pandit the was it, to do what the end one. do Okay, uh,
0: summary and conclusion. How to train specifically in the Vajrayana? Did I? Wh- yeah, 357. Um, I'm sorry. How do you, how do yeah, I, I knew there was even more to read. Oh, that's right. How do you unite serenity yeah, you and insight? Maybe you want to do the dedication on Yeah, that's what I've been trying to push for. I, I don't know what's going on right All now. Right. How do you unite serenity and insight? As I have explained in the sections on the standards for achieving serenity and insight, if you do not achieve them, then there will not be anything to unite. Therefore, in order to unite them, you must definitely attain the two. Also, from the time that you first attain insight, you will, not, you, will have, you will have that union. So it is said that the way to attain that union is to perform analytical meditation based upon earlier serenity, sequentially developing the four attentions, such as tight focus, here at the time of insight. Thus, when you have developed the fourth attention, spontaneous focus as explained above, this constitutes union. Also at the end of analytical meditation, you practice and sustain stabilizing meditation. It is union when the serenity thus attained becomes stabilized meditation of this kind. Thus, Asanga's Shravaka level says, How do you combine balance and serenity and in insight? And why is it called a path of union? It is said that it is reached through the nine mental states. Based on having attained the ninth equipoise and having fully achieved concentration, you apply yourself to the higher wisdom, the differentiation of phenomena. At that time, you naturally and effortlessly enter the path of differentiating phenomena. Because the path of serenity is unencumbered by striving, insight is pure, clean comes after serenity and is fully suffused with the light. Therefore, your serenity and insight combine and are balanced. This is called the path of. The Union of Serenity and Insight. Kamala Sheila's third stages of meditation says, Through being isolated from laxity and excitement, your mind becomes balanced and operates naturally. When this makes your mind extremely clear about reality, you achieve equanimity by easing your effort. Understand that you have achieved the path of the Union of Serenity and Insight. Why is this called union? Prior to attaining it, the analytical meditation of discrimination cannot by itself bring about stability of non-discursiveness. Therefore you must work at cultivating analytical meditation and stabilizing meditation separately. Upon attaining both, the activity of the analytical meditation and of discrimination can itself bring about serenity. Therefore it is called union. Also analysis at this point is insight. The stability at the end of analysis is a special serenity observing emptiness. Akharasanti's instruction for the perfection of wisdom says therefore the mind observes a discursive image with that mind experiences both serenity and insight in a continuous and uninterrupted stream of attention then this is called the path of u- of union zungje of serenity and insight serenity and insight are a pair zung connection Jawa means possessing each other they operate bound to each other uninterrupted means after you have finished the analytical meditation itself you do not have to stabilize your mind in a non-discursive state, but your analytical meditation itself brings about non-discursiveness. Experiences both means that you experience both serenity, which observes a non-discursive image, uh, and insight, which des- observes a discursive image. There are not simultane- They are not simultaneous, but experience with them within a continuous process, without interruption of your meditative attention. Question, is it not contradictory to explain that after previously achieving serenity, use the analytical meditation of discrimination to establish stability? reply, if prior to achieving serenity you repeatedly alternate between analysis and post-analytical stabilization then it will be impossible to achieve serenity. Doing such meditation after reaching serenity indicates that you are achieving an enhanced serenity. Therefore there is no contradiction. Moreover, there is one special case to consider. The analytical meditation immediately preceding the achievement of insight can induce one-pointed focus. I did explain above that it is impossible to establish serenity if prior to achieving insight you repeatedly alternate between analysis and post-analytical stabilization and I explained that after you ch- reach serenity analytical meditation cannot induce non-discursiveness. I made these explanations in terms of the situation prior to attaining of insight leaving aside the exceptional case of analysis at the inception of insight. In brief, prior to achieving serenity it is almost impossible to reach serenity by doing stabilizing meditation and alternating. Stabilizing your mind at the conclusion of analysis. Once serenity is established, but prior to achieving insight, analytical meditation cannot itself induce a solid one-pointed stability. Therefore, reaching solid st- stability through analysis, extensive analysis by discriminating wisdom, comes about when insight is achieved. Thus, the union of an insight and serenity is also posited at that point. So do not mistake the union of serenity and insight for a composite in which wisdom can analytically determine the meaning of selflessness from within an essentially unchanging, non-discursive state of solid stability, like a small fish moving beneath still water without disturbing it. Know how to unite serenity and insight according to what appears to the original text. Do not put confidence in explanations derived from anything else. From the viewpoint of these Indian texts, it would seem that I must distinguish the many features of how to sustain serenity and insight in meditation, but I am wary of being long-winded, so I will write no more. How to train specifically in the Vajrayana. Now I will give a brief summation of the general meaning of the path. At the outset, the root of the path derives... This is a very, very important section right here. Now I will give a brief summation of the general meaning of the path. At the outset, the root of the path derives from your reliance upon a teacher. So consider this seriously. Then once you develop an uncontrived desire to take advantage of your leisure, this desire will spur you to practice continually. So these are all these... sentences are realizations that you have through meditation So that's why it's saying, then this will happen after that. Because every topic in this text is a meditation to realize. You'll find a letter that Pabunka Rinpoche wrote uh, that is a beautiful explanation of how each topic of the Lam Rim is a realization. And you see it here in this conclusion. Therefore, in order to develop this, meditate on the topics connected with leisure and opportunity. Unless you can then stop the various sentiments which aim seek to to the aims of this life you will not diligently seek the aims of future lives so work at meditating on how the body you have is impermanent in the sense that it will not last for long and how after death you will wander in the miserable realms at that time by creating a genuine awareness which is mindful of the frights of the miserable realms build certainty from the depths of your heart about the qualities of the three refuges be constant in the common vow for going for refuge and train in its precepts then from a range of perspectives develop faith in the sense of conviction and karma and its effects, this being the great foundation of all positive qualities. Make this faith firm. Strive to cultivate the ten virtues and to turn away from the ten non-virtues and always stay within the path of the four powers. When you have thus trained well in the teachings associated with a person of small capacity and have had made this practice firm, you should contemplate often the general and specific points Faults of cyclic existence and in general turn your mind away from cyclic existence as much as you can then having identified the nature of karma and the afflictions the causes from which cyclic existence arises create an authentic desire to eliminate them develop broad certainty about the path that liberates you from cyclic existence i.e. the three trainings and particularly make effort at whichever of the vows of individual liberation you have taken When you have thus trained well in the teachings associated with a person of medium capacity and made this practice firm, consider the fact that just as you yourself have fallen into the ocean of cyclic existence, so have all beings, your mothers train in the spirit of enlightenment which is rooted in love and compassion and strive to develop this as much as you can without it the practices of the six perfections and the two stages are like stories built on a house with no foundation when you develop a little experience of the spirit of enlightenment confirm it with this right making effort in this training make the aspiration as solid as you can then study the great waves of the bodhisattva deeds Learning the boundaries of what is to discard and what to adopt and make a strong wish to train in these bodhisattva deeds. After you've developed these attitudes, take the vow of engaged spirit of enlightenment through this rite. Train in the six perfections that mature your own mind and four ways of gathering disciples which mature the minds of others. In particular, risk your life in making a great effort to avoid the root infraction. Strive not to be tainted by the small and intermediate contaminants and faults, and even if you are tainted, work to repair it. Then, because you must train specifically in the final two perfections, become knowledgeable in this way to sustain meditative stabilization and then achieve concentration. As much as you can, develop the view of the two selflessnesses, a purity free from permanence and annihilation, annihilation. After you have found the view and stabilized your mind, the, the mind upon it, understand the proper way to sustain, sustain the view in meditation and then do so. Such stabilization and wisdom are called serenity and insight, but they are not something separate from the last two perfections. Therefore, after you have taken the Bodhisattva vows, they come about in the context of the training in its prefect steps you have reached a critical point when while meditating on the lower revenue levels you are increasingly you increasingly wish to attain the higher levels And when studying the higher levels, your wish to practice the lower levels becomes stronger and stronger. Some say to expend your energy only to stabilize your mind and to understand the view, ignoring all earlier topics. But this makes it very difficult to get to the vital points. Therefore you must develop certainty about the whole course of the path. When you meditate on these topics, train your understanding and then go back to balance your mind. So if it seems that your faith in the teacher who instructs you on the path is decreasing, since this will cut the root of everything good that has come together, work on the methods for relying on the teacher. Similarly, if your joy in your practice loses strength, make meditation on the topics connected with leisure and opportunity your primary focus. If your attachment to this life increases, make meditation on impermanence and the faults of the miserable realms your primary focus. If you seem to be lazy about the prescriptions, you have have accepted consider that your certainty about karma cause and effect is meager and make meditation on karma and its effect your primary focus if your sense of disenchantment with all cyclic existence decreases your desire to seek liberation will become just words therefore contemplate the faults of cyclic existence if your intention to benefit living beings in whatever you do is not strong then you will sever the root of the mahayana therefore frequently cultivate the aspirational spirit of enlightenment together with its causes Once you have taken the vows of a conqueror's child, And our training in the practices, if the bondage of the reifying conceptions of signs seems strong, use reasoning consciousness to destroy all objects which are apprehended by the mind, which conceives of signs and trains your mind in the space-like illusion, like emptiness. If your mind is enslaved to distraction and does not remain on a virtuous object, you should primarily sustain one-pointed stability. As former teachers have said, from these illustrations you should understand the cases I have not Uh, You should understand the cases I have not explained. In brief, without being partial, you have to be able to use the whole spectrum of virtues. Among the stages of the path of a person of great capacity, I have explained how one trains in the Bodhisattva practice, insight, which is wisdom. How to train specifically in the Vajrayana. After you have trained in this way in the paths common to both sutra and mantra, you must undoubtedly enter the mantra path, which is... because it is very much more precious than any other practice, and it quickly brings the two collections to completion. If you are to enter it, then, as Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment says, you must first please the Guru, even to a greater extent than explained earlier, with deeds such as respect and service, with practice to... Extent explained earlier with deeds such as respect and service and with practice that is in accordance with the guru's words and you must do this for a guru who meets at least the minimum qualifications of a teacher explained there then at the outset your mind should be matured through the ripening initiation as explained in a source tantra. You should then listen to the pledges and the vows to be taken, understand them and maintain them. If you are stricken by root infractions, you may make these commitments again. However, these great, this greatly delays the development of good qualities of the path in your mind. Make a fierce effort not to be tainted by these root infa- those root infractions. Strive not to be tainted by the gross infractions, but in the event that you are tainted, use the methods for restoring your vows. Since these are the basis of the practice of the path, without them you will become like a dilapidated house whose foundation is collapsed. The root tantra of Manjushri says, the master of the sages says, uh, does not say that faulty ethical discipline achieves the tantric path. Meaning that those with faulty ethical discipline have none of the great intermediate or low attainments and it says in the highest yoga tantra texts that those who do not maintain their vows those who have inferior initiation and those who do not understand reality do not achieve anything despite their practice Therefore, someone who talks about practicing the path without maintaining the pledges and vows has completely strayed from the tantric path. In order to cultivate the mantra path, someone who keeps the pledges and vows should, at the outset, meditate on the stage of generation, the complete divine wheel as explained from a source tantra. The unique object to be eliminated on the tantric path is the conception of ordinariness, which regards the aggregate's constituents and sensory sources as common. It is the stage of generation itself that eliminates this and transforms the abodes, bodies, and resources so they appear as special. The conquerors and their children continually bless the person who clears away the condition of ordinariness in this way. Such a person easily brings to completion the limitless collections of merit, thereby becoming a suitable vessel for the stage of completion. This person, person should then meditate on what appears in the source tantras on the stage of completion, Neither the tantras nor the scholars who explain their intended meanings hold that you should discard the first stage and merely classify it within the latter stage, training only in individual portions of the path. Therefore, you must bear in mind the vital points of the two stages of the complete corpus of the path of Highest Yoga Tantra. Considering only the terms, I have described a mere fraction of what is involved in entering into the mantra path. Therefore, understand this in detail by using works on the stages of the mantra path. If you train in this way, you will train in the entirety, uh, entirely complete corpus of the path, which includes all the vital, vital points of sutra and mantra. As a result, your attainments of leisure in this lifetime will have been worthwhile, and you will be able to extend the conqueror's precious teaching within both your own and others' minds. So if you attended or watch all the teachings that Rinpoche gave on this text, you will know what everything in this last section means. The, the dedication Rinpoche didn't read it. He only read uh, four of the lines. The the at
1: Sudan, this Then I the Kanga. the do of Daju, is to then oh, they do Then
0: Tanda dong, then Angelo. Then not to some. They can't
1: long, kanga too Then I wrote the miller to me in the Kata Makanis over there. Lumber Mareka don't walk, none of Jayum with that. Singer Taji would not do. Sajikum to wash a horse. What did he do? The master is joan tharo tho jeju jabe yaha ke jeju somo tonda te tenga do ha jaabe seju te be remark dono ne ne duje ne ranga jeje to be laje the ju sis soje ko noto ke te baad to je the Baconian and Driven. Rogues began to be large. I indicate Kakarate, okay. Rogues began be there. Should I do the target? Do you use your maver says in there? Jay, you temp by your enthusiasm. do by your and
0: Nah, the name is <laughs> cheaper. You can't seek caca. You so not seek cheaper. You can You seek 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 then gardishane <inaudible> okay. so the
1: the,
0: et de longu remche topi da, da wa, jade, de drutsu, rab, jang, we, Chen Yin Den Dan Dan Wei San Jie Jiang Bei Yang Gang Yi Su Le Wa De Chiba Chiba De Chiba De
1: Okay
0: So I'm Just Going To Read I am Not Sure I'm Saying That There's All This Dedication He Has A Shorter Dedication That He Is Memorized That He's Doing Seems To Be Different Maybe It's A Different Uh, de- uh Version Text sounds like the Lam Rim and the Guru Puja to me, but um, I, it, maybe it's different. So Rimche just said to read this. He said the Lam Rim teaching is completed. Um, so
1: dedication. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm the so. <coughs> um,
0: so. um local deities uh, made offerings to Lama Tsongkhapa. Um, uh, and, and you find um, where it, in this it says humans and non-humans, um, because there was in the dedication, because there was a special offering of uh, Shodang Uma, milk and, and yogurt given to Lama Tsongkhapa uh, at the completion of this text um, as a Thanksgiving offering. So. Um, the initial thing is similar to what Rimache read and explained, so I'm going to combine it. To know precisely all scriptural systems with a single eye that sees the sage's boundless scriptures is a way that delights the wise, a on a spiritual teacher well-trained in such a way. And as my refuge, I take the Adu Buddha Manj- Manjugosha, through whom I discern reality. May this greatest of all scholars, a master, protect me. So rumche said it's rejoicing in the excellent qualities of Manjushri so that I wish to have those same qualities myself, those same qualities of wisdom myself that Manjushri has, and, and may Manjushri protect me in the meantime. May my mind be protected. And what does that protection mean? May I have wisdom. Um, It isn't protection like, Manjushri has some lightning bolt of power. The way you protect your mind is by having wisdom. Um, There's no external umbrella or anything. The way Manjushri protects us is by somehow getting these teachings to us. uh, the stages of enlightened path have been carefully transmitted through the generations from Nagarjuna and Asanga, the crown ornaments of the scholars of Jambu Vipa, banners resplendent among beings. Because they fulfill the wishes of humankind, these instructions are a wish-granting jewel. Because they gather rhythm, rivers of thousands of textual systems, they are an ocean of glorious eloquence. Somebody have the first volume? Is there first right. volume? It is right here? Okay, I just want to see. It was the great scholar... Hold on. Okay. Thank you. It was the great scholar, Deepam Kara Atisha, who revealed them in the snowy mountain range so that in this region the eye that sees the Conqueror's good path did not close for a long time. Then when there were no more scholars with accurate knowledge of all the teaching's vital points, this auspicious path declined for a long time. After I saw the situation in order to spread the teachings, I organized everything the Conqueror said in, a, in all his variety of teachings into the stages of the path for a single fortunate person who is riding on the supreme vehicle. Through a process of proper analysis using scripture and reasoning, I drew from those teachings a method of practice not too extensive, yet with all the crucial points intact that even some of little intelligence could easily understand. The gateway of the conqueror's children is very difficult to discern. I am a fool even among fools. Thus, whatever faults there are here, I confess these those who see things as they are. By accumulating through long effort the two accumulations as vast as the sky, may I become the chief of the conquerors, guide of all beings whose mind are blinded by ignorance. Also in all lives, until I reach that point, may Manjagosha look after me with loving kindness. After I find the supreme path, the complete in the stages of that teaching, by accomplishing it, may I please the conquerors. By skill and means inspired by the strong loving kindness, by the vital points of the path that I precisely know, clear away the mental darkness of beings. May I then uphold the conqueror's teaching for a long time. In regions where the supreme precious teaching has not spread, or where it has spread but then declined, may I illuminate the treasure of happiness and benefit with a mind deeply moved by great compassion. May this treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, well founded on the wondrous deeds of the conquerors and their children, Bring glory to the minds of those who want to be free and long preserve the conqueror's achievements. And for all who provide conditions that support integration of the good path and clear away conditions that inhibit integrating, whether they are human or not, may they never be separated in all our lifetimes from the pure path praised by the conqueror's. Then I strive to properly achieve the supreme vehicle through the ten deeds of the teaching. May I be accompanied always by those who have power, and may an ocean of good fortune pervade all direction. (coughs) d It's so similar. I bet this is a separate... Separate. Very similar to the prologue. Very, very, almost the same words, like in order. Uh, and now we we'll do uh, uh, dedication, um, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. And don't make prostrations today. It's, the, the, it's considered in Tibetan tradition, the last teaching. You <coughs> don't make prostrations because it says that that's it. We don't have to connect with the teacher any longer. It's over. So it's a, it's a Tibetan thing. But that it maybe it's an Indian thing too. I don't know. But they don't make prostrations the last teaching. Is the sunchena tama Okay, uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Geshe la. Then the the lam rim the the la chemo the tama the the gurure the jutsong the lam rim chemo kakare the ma anyway i'll let to get you shit okay so concluding mandala offer i'm just trying to figure out if this is considered the lamrim chemo proper or if it's an addendum or it's something <coughs> that lamson kapa wrote after the lamrim chemo so it's connected to it always so i'm just trying to find out if that's in considered actual lamrim this dedication if it's considered actual Lam Rim Chemo text um, because it definitely seems um, like it could be separate the fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers adorned with Mount Meru the four continents the sun and the moon I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it may all sentient enjoy this pure realm I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Avogateshwara Tenzin Gyatso may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance, Suji Ramachek Guzishabhidenona.